Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is Andy Anatko welcoming you, our beloved listeners, to episode number 334 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. Did, did, did I already say I'm Andy Anatko? I don't remember. If it bears repeating, <laughs> I mean, I, I I have the sort of ego where it almost isn't sufficient for me to say my name just once. So I am Andy and for an the ego third time, does I'm not fit in the same sentence. Hi, Andy and Otko, who there's, I there, for there sure know. Is there enough know. room in that sentence? Because I want to say my name a fourth time. Andy and Otko. There we go. And I'm Florence <laughs> Ion, who my name I've only said once, but I'm here. And Andy, I have some really good news for you to share. I could use some good news. Thank you. Okay, good. Um, guess what I finally got and got to set up. For listeners, uh, she's she's holding the most adorable little like purse puppy. Um, I don't know if she uh, did. You make that little leather pink jacket? For, no, of course it's a it's a Pixel Six Pro. A six is a six or six Pro. It's the six Pro. I have the six as well. They sent that over, but I have not set it up. Did they send you the the full like chocolate box of? Hey, look, are you popping up? And now this like little of confetti comes in. I don't and... really have a chocolate box. No, it was just two phones that I asked to borrow okay, because, you know, I finally <laughs> I wanted to get my hands on these phones. I did not I did not set up the smaller Pixel 6. Eventually I will get to it, but I just felt an urgency to get the 6 Pro set up because I have been tasked with getting to know that. Uh, well, it used to be what we thought was going to be a fence removal feature, but now it's just the magic eraser. <laughs> As some people have been showing off their final products from the magic eraser, and it seems to be doing the job for some people. And then others have shown some of the, hmm, how shall we say, uh, the interesting takes that the magic eraser has on the background behind a person. <laughs> It's a, well, yeah, it's a wild, a, wild AI world out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week. I know that last week I uh, I said that, hey, we'll do well, I'm going to be doing my after three weeks, I can do my like deep dive. But it was just, we decided that, well, Flo is just getting hers now. And rather than have her yeah, spend I wanted like to 25 be able minutes to banter with you about exactly. it, I don't, you know, I want to like be part of the conversation. So I begged Andy to wait for me a little bit until this phone <laughs> or these phones got here. Yeah. And the good news is that I have a bunch of testing I need to do for my day job. So it's, there's going to be plenty of us to say about it. And I feel like next week when we publish that episode, which will be the week of Thanksgiving in the U S I know everybody is like, ah, gift guides left and right. I get it. <laughs> but gift guides are, they're the things that people click on <laughs> during this time of year. <laughs> when you work in media and content, that's that's what you know about this time of year. It's, it's the same for everybody. It's the and, it's the numerical discrepancy between the number of hot dogs in a package and the number of buns in a package. You can speculate per, oh, why perfect. the why the world created this situation. You may complain about the about the about how un, inaccurate and how odd it is. However, you Precisely. will still always have too many buns or too many hot dogs, and we mm -hmm. will always have. Uh, a gift guide to put together. I I, I had this idea just last week. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, that since the the Squid Game is like still hot, oh, and yes. I still, still still haven't still haven't seen it, and I have, and I was thinking of that in the Hunger Games, and I thought that if there is like a survival reality show, 
uh, that like journalists, tech journalists could like volunteer. They'd have to volunteer to be part of this. It's not like they're being rounded up or hoodwinked into this. But if they they could be <laughs> they could be enticed into this <laughs> with the promise that there's going to be one winner of this re- of this survival competition, but that one winner will never ever ever get another PR email or phone call or oh. other contact regarding a gift guide of any time during the season. And the, but, I, but the thing is, I, I also had to come up with, well, I, I don't want people to be killed. What would the stakes be here? Oh, and so nobody wants my, anybody to be killed. Oh, no, of course oh. not. I mean, um, um, <laughs> no. unless um, oh, uh, they can cancel themselves, but I don't think they should be killed. My, my, my conclusion there was that if you're if you are eliminated for a period of I can't decide whether it's going to be a month or a year, it wouldn't be a lifetime thing, but for a very, very painful period. Every time this text journalist who's been eliminated mentions or writes about any topic, product, service that is in any way related to the Internet, number one, they can't say Internet. They have to refer to it as the super the information superhighway. <laughs> and secondly, they have to explain it as though they've just heard about the Internet last week. Oh, God, it's 90s tech reporting all over again. Ah, yes. This time we don't have to work within a column. We could just use whatever words we want, which means we'll go on and on <laughs> yes. and on trying to explore what the meaning of the information superhighway really is. <laughs> what is the meaning? You see, computers see the world as a series of ones and zeros, whether it is the purchases oh you've made on your charge plate or the recipes that you rather your mother or wife stores on their home computer. Yeah. Can I just tell you, though, I do feel that because of that cheesy <laughs> approach to technology, that's what got my foot in the door into this industry. I mean, it had to be because I reused the same cover letter many times over for internships <laughs> for tech journalism in the Bay Area. And I managed to come this far. So clearly, <laughs> I owe some debt of gratitude to that particular uh, that p- particular trite overplayed. Also <laughs> talent and determination. But also, uh, there, there, there are many factors. There, there are many yes. ingredients in the stew of success. I think we can all agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I'm glad that I'm, thank you for thank you for elevating my mood. The last uh, the the oh I'm happy I could do that actually oh I because I haven't been feeling that way so the fact that I did no, that it makes was, me feel good thank you it was you know it it, it did and that, that was absolutely going to happen see I've I got so frustrated just like 20 minutes before we sat down to record because yet again. Mm. I was in, I was like, I'm still like a little bit sleep minus because it's been one of those weeks. And so I've been while waiting for uh, for us to start the show. I was just basically just lounging in bed watching uh, TV on YouTube. And yet again, YouTube, the YouTube app on my Google Chromecast with Google TV basically decided that need a support group what could what could be more entertaining for andy than this little spinning i don't know what i'm doing but please hold on while i figure myself out thing and that's been happening so much over the past couple of months that i'm like i'm about i'm about to be really really mad at this device before i'm really really mad at this device however and do things that that device is going to regret i'm going to have to changed out the wi-fi connection for a hardwired ethernet connection because it's not none of the other apps that are running on this device are having those kind of connectivity problems but maybe for all i know the wi-fi signal is good enough for streaming but just squirrely enough that occasionally there's a blip in the stream quality so you think that's the app that's the issue well i i want you know I'll, i'll give you an insight into 
like how I deal with interpersonal relationships. If if someone is like on my list where it's like I am about to show them the door, but I have to do I have to perform my due diligence. I have to make sure I've given them every opportunity not to be thrown out. Uh, okay. So and, and so this is like the due diligence where maybe it really is that I should re uh, I should redo my Wi-Fi. Maybe I have mm-hmm. the base stations tucked someplace. I've moved it someplace where it's just not a really good line of sight connection. Okay. Same approach to the gadgets. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so before I say, you know what? Google Chromecast with Google TV, you are a piece of crap. This is a terrible, <laughs> terrible streaming device. I am going to banish you to, let's say, the kitchen TV. And then I'm going to replace you with, I'm going to buy I mean, myself a new uh, NVIDIA Shield, the brand new model that upscales everything to 4K. Perhaps you and, should. And move the I'm living room one into the, into the bedroom one. But again due diligence i don't want to i don't want to because it is it really is like in all relationships have you ever had that thing where you were just so mad at somebody and like you know what that's it you know i am not talking that person again because every time they put me through this crap and i'm just not having anymore it's disrespectful and i'm just not having it anymore and then you're having a really casual conversation like uh, with another friend three months later and you find out that oh, there was an absolutely plausible explanation for why they hadn't spoken to me in a little Mm. while. And I basically am now turning out that I am the piece of crap and not this person. Mm. Yeah. Wish I had taken it. Wish I'd performed my due diligence there. But yeah. It's It's fair. But it's the only reason I'm saying that is because I have been on Reddit. (laughs) Yes, I do read Reddit. And I I love Reddit, but they're they're good places and bad places. You have to to find find your good places on Reddit. Yeah. Exactly. So this is just in relation to the Chromecast. And what people have been complaining about has been akin to what I've been complaining about, which is that there's not enough room on it. Thankfully, the Wi-Fi and everything has been fine, but I also have like a top of the line mesh Wi-Fi router. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think that's been helping. We found out, by the way, that it really does affect the home internet if the door to my office is closed, which is where the base station is. <laughs> I does it ever just boggle your mind, twenty twenty one, that like the same? It just this very common casual issue is why everybody suffers it's it's amazing that that you're you you have a one and a half year old child and your wi-fi is about as needy and clingy as that child like oh the door is closed that means that that she's gone forever and she's never coming back i'm upset now Mm. oh boy but but it's, anyway. it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Reddit. I have I have a source of actual pain, and and, and this translates into a recommendation that I Reddit would really pain? like. Reddit pain? Never heard of it. No no no. It's, it's saving them like, one like I said, I mean, Reddit is a big place, and you find the you find the part the the part of it that works for you, and you don't go to the mm-hmm. parts of it that scare you and make you angry. So uh, now there's a part that case in point, I can there there is there is a subreddit. Uh, that would if let's just say there was a competition reality series airing on the bbc and not really available in the united states there okay. was a there was a subreddit could be where yeah well, could be anything and uh, and people in the uk who are love humanity and just want to embrace us all in god's light decides that on a regular basis, <laughs> so three hours after the episode airs on and, and is on like the BBC streaming site, 
I'm going to download it from the streaming site and put it up somewhere and post a link to the subreddit of, hey, the new episode is here. Here's where you can find it. And there and I can it's it's not so much a subreddit so much as an X subreddit because okay some people get upset about that main namely the rights holders the justifiable rights holders of that thing that didn't give this person mm-hmm. permission to please put this up for everybody to watch for free on YouTube um that fair fair point all I'm saying though is that I I feel as though YouTube should have a policy in place that let's say that. I am the producers slash rights holders of a reality competition series that has 10 episodes in a series. Mm-hmm. That uh, Then there's a semifinal and a final. Okay. You have a window of, let's say, the first six or seven episodes to find out that someone is posting these things illegally to YouTube and post a takedown notice. However, once that first window closes, YouTube will respond to your takedown request by saying... It is not sporting for you to demand that we take this down right before the semifinal and the final. The people who the good people of the world who've been watching the show illegally deserve to know who's going to win and who's going to be have their heart broken. And then then like one week after the final episode is (laughs) then after the final episode is aired, the illegal person gets one week to get their act together and post that final episode. We free thinking Americans and other world citizens have a week to actually watch that. And then you hit the takedown notice. It's just not right to leave us hanging there, especially when it's like we have this really lovable German bear of a baker. Did I say I didn't say baker? I said, you know, competition participant. And I really need to know if this person makes it all the way to the end. And I'm going to have to, I don't know, find it on Netflix or something or wait a few days for it to hit. And I I just don't think that's right. Again, I'm not saying that that this should be like a freebooter economy. I'm saying that you get six, seven episodes to get your act together and post that takedown notice. After that, you just have to sit back and watch the season play out illegally on YouTube posting. And then YouTube will take it down. I think that's fair and equitable for everybody. Hmm. I like that you suggested that because I think that would uh, benefit a lot of people who are in your state. But I have to say, I was frantically Googling, trying to figure out what reality show you were talking about. And I don't think it's the one I immediately thought of because that's readily available on Netflix. Yes. Will you reveal it or do you want to keep it to yourself? Well, okay. it is. It is a great British baking show. However, what what I'm getting into is that, however, is that they've been take. It's happened to me before with uh, the uh, portrait portrait artist of the year, which is one of Mm -hmm. my favorite reality competition shows because it's just so damn good. And and that that was like a Sky Arts program, and there's no, and it's like now I can't see it anywhere for any reason. And that makes me sad. I, I I keep making like searches on YouTube for somebody in the in the former empire who happened to have like downloaded them from the server and then like maybe a year later remember said hey i've got this folder on my plex server i should just put this on youtube and i'll have like a week in order to grab them all for myself it's like and you know sky arts 
Just, if you let me give you $18 or something, I will buy that season. Mm. Put it on Google Play. I Manifest will buy it. the hell out of it. Manifest when you're it. basically saying that, no, no, I'm sorry, Andy. You're too much of a, of, of, of a colonial dweeb to understand the concept of portrait artist of the year. We feel as though your tiny little pink brain would explode if exposed oh, to goodness. something as complicated as amateur artists and a few and some professional artists doing live portraiture for four hours leading to a ten thousand dollar commission that will hang in a national gallery that's all i'm saying i don't i don't i'm not maligned i'm just making this as a suggestion i'm dropping this i'm I'm writing this on a piece of notebook paper folding it four times for privacy dropping it in the old suggestion box hoping that some action is taken (laughs) the manifestation suggestion box i like that i like that for you yes (laughs) We're 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 gonna do that like the the what what was it Oprah's the secret of of the eighteen absolutely bonkers things that she was yeah. promoting the secret was the best one where you just put your dreams and desires out there and the universe think, will make that, it happen wasn't that an MLM oh absolutely I'm I could have sure sworn <laughs> I could have sworn um I've been seeing I, I mean as you can understand chicken I've been chicken to, soup that for the rich gullible person's soul yes the anti MLM <laughs> subreddit is uh, full of horror stories and bashing of really bad products so yeah. and I can get on that train <laughs> <laughs> just in that realm uh. Uh, what are we talking about today? We got Andy? To, we got some really good topics today. We're going to start off with there's some we as sort of the appetizer for next week's uh, big feast. The jalapeno of popper. Six thoughts. Yes, uh, the, the 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 onion rings with the sriracha sriracha sauce. Ooh, the, yeah. the 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 pick. Have you ever have you ever had like a, I went to this pla- place in in North Dakota, believe it or not. I was introduced to the concept of a, a dill pickle spear wrapped in like a slice of provolone wrapped in like an egg roll wrapper and then fried and it's not oh. like crispy fried not like sogging fried of and, course that's amazing and my that first sounds... my first reaction was hi i would like another plate of these just for myself and then i had to bring the idea home to with me and give it to a friend of mine who is like a, a serious amateur chef to say you need to try to make these because you would do them well, and also maybe you would occasionally like make some for me, and I could have them some more. <laughs> anyway, uh, see, so, Annie just manifests. But anyway, so our, our appetizer right. it won't be as good as those dill pickles, pickle spears. But if you do have access to dill pickle spears, uh, egg rolls, and egg roll wrappers, and provolone cheese, give it a try. I am so enthusiastically encouraging you. Uh, but we're gonna t- we have a f- couple of uh, Pixel 6 topics, basically Pixel 6 on the back foot, a couple of the complaints that have been coming up, mostly from reviewers, but also from users. Google is responding to those. Um, we have some uh, an interesting, serious sort of legal aspect of Android versus iPhone that popped up just this week in a very serious trial that we're not going to be talking much about. But the tech topic and the tech angle I thought was pretty easy, pretty uh, easily interesting for for conversation. And YouTube has made their dislikes private. And as you can imagine, the Internet community has made their dislikes of this choice very, very, <laughs> very I dislike public. your dislike. Thank you very much. Uh, all of this and uh, an Australia update for our Australian friends after this message. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SoloWinds. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers can click that buy button or fill out a trial form? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that means you've already lost out on new customers. You need something to tell you everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it isn't. So 
you need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages a day. And for as low as $10 a month, Pingdom helps keep your sites online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need real-time alerts about critical website issues and customization of how you're alerted, whether it's through SMS, email, or your team's collaboration apps. Pingdom even tracks and analyzes your website's load time, so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a website you need Pingdom, take charge of monitoring your site in minutes and go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use our code material at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. Well, uh, we've been talking a little bit about the Pixel 6. Well, okay, a lot. A bit, little. A lot of bit about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I am still using it, still enjoying it. I've been, now I've had it for a few weeks. So now I feel as though I can speak of my thoughts about it with a certain amount of arrogance. Looking forward to sharing mm-hmm. that arrogance with you, Flo, and everybody else Thank next you. week. Thank uh, you. But until That's then. That's what friends do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> friends nod and scowl basically and say that, yeah, you know what? That that is just a personal opinion, and I don't think that that was very very appropriate at all. Actually, you you would do it in a very much kinder way than that. But I digress. Yeah. So uh, there were a couple of complaints about it that have been very very well documented and supported by independent uh, recalibrations, and Google has kind of started to address these things. Starting off with the complaints about the fingerprint unlock feature, a lot of people are saying that it's just plain broken. And the people who like it are saying it doesn't work nearly as well as pretty much any other phone that's designed to be a flagship style phone. Uh, so Pixel, uh, Google released a surprise November update to uh, for the Pixel. According to uh, the uh, the support document posted on Google, it's a small 15 megabyte update file that in itself is kind of unusual. Uh, the uh, the document says that includes minor bug fixes, bug fixes, and some fingerprint sensor performance improvements. Anyway, but uh, minor <laughs> bug fixes, yes. So they are saying that uh, this is an update that started getting pushed out on November 16th, just two days ago, as we record, and we'll be rolling out to everybody over the next week. Uh, so enough people have it that uh, in social media and in the tech press, people are having it installed and trying to figure out if it does anything. The general consensus is that it's better, uh, it, but it's still not as good as like a Samsung Galaxy S2's fingerprint unlocker. Um, I will say I like the one, the one on the OnePlus 9 has been fine. I know yeah. it's not as technologic I think they're a little, they're not as fancy on paper, I think, the one on the one plus but it works just fine i have no problems with it that's also an under display sensor isn't it yes yeah yeah see that that's what that's the part of it that kind of like oh that's disappointing because you you kind of you kind of always expect that the first generation hardware component is always going to be not as good as uh, an ultrasonic fingerprint reader that's been this is the eighth iteration of this technology to ship on a product of course it's not going to be as good as this first or second iteration but then when you find out that no actually we have a similar type of concept on another phone that costs roughly as much and it works noticeably better it's like oh i guess i should be quiet then 
Yeah, especially because of what they did leave out. I mean, the face unlock is another thing that people are still really clamoring for. And that's something that's standard on a lot of other smartphones. So it's it's this has been an interesting journey. Uh, okay, I'm going to wait for us to talk about the Pixel 6 before I get into it because it is it's shaping it's yes. shaping my beliefs and my thoughts. It's an on, an before I've even really story. Yeah, before I've even dived into the phone. So, yeah. well, because it's it really is like uh, you hate to you hate to say that you're judging a house by the doorknob or by the front door, but the thing is that is the first thing you see and it's the thing you're always interacting with. So That's if why the doorknob I kept is my loose, old doors, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're beautiful. <laughs> So we'll 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 see. Hopefully that will be evolving and improving. Uh, but another just a serious I wouldn't say it was as bad as an issue, but definitely something worth commenting upon uh, mm-hmm. and complaining about is the fast charging performance of the Pixel 6 and Pro, which oh, could yeah. definitely be com- described as lackluster that uh, people were a lot of reviewers were singling it out because. Let's go back to the OnePlus 9 Pro, which is I kind of now want to kind of borrow one because I, I've learned so much more about the OnePlus 9 Pro in the context of people reviewing the Pixel 6, saying how much better a certain feature of the Plus 9 works. Not, not without saying that, oh, this is the gold standard of all phones. Really? But hmm. It's the, 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 the fact that it keeps coming up as something that should be aspired to. I've never thought that OnePlus was in any way like a, th- a third or fourth tier phone, but it's still in my mind as the what it was when it was young, which is, oh, well, we figured out a way to take an $800 phone and manufacture it for $500 as opposed to we're going to make an $800 phone but give you the value of an $1,100 phone, say. Oh, I want to s- we're saving this for next week. We're saving this for next saving week. Saving this for next uh, week. So, but yeah, so but the comparison that they're putting into play here is that uh, the fast charging mode, which is a mode that almost every phone has these days, uh, OnePlus mm-hmm. 9 can take you to 100% in about 30 minutes, I think. Uh, whereas a Pixel 6 Pro takes about two hours to get to the same stage. And you do you do get some benefits. It's not as though, like, it's always, it's, it's not like you're back in, you know, like 2008 or something where you're totally hosed <laughs> if you're down. It, it, it will it will take you yeah. up to a very usable level very, very quickly. But it's not the same thing as find an outlet for 30 minutes and boom, you're good for another 24 hours. Uh, and the, the but the other problem that uh, some other reviewers were pointing out was that they were they were they did such a good job pointing out uh, the nuances like the weasel language that Google seemed to have been putting into the information about how it charges, saying, "Oh, and we can get thirty percent, uh, thirty minutes of charge, eighty uh, percent battery, and thirty minutes of charge with our thirty watt USB C power charger." Uh, and I'm sorry, quickly reaches up to 80% or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But they wanted to sort of imply that uh, the charging the, the the charging pipe for this these phones was 30 watts when actually it's just 23 watts or 21 if you've got the Pixel 6 nothing which means that it simply can't suck in as much power as quickly as a 30 watt charger could. What? Yeah. And so, uh, oh, yeah. Between this, I, so I do have to say. In the OnePlus method, because I have the fast charger that uh, for the OnePlus, uh, the proprietary charger uh, charging schematic that they use, the issue that it is proprietary and you have to use the specific yeah. cables that come with it. 
But I will tell you when I need to leave the house and I'm just trying to juice up because sometimes I'll just be watching video on my phone and moving around the house doing chores. And I just have like an earbud in my ear and I'm, you know, I'm blowing through whatever I'm watching on Paramount Plus. The battery sucks (laughs) down, you know, it sucks the battery down and then I got to leave the house and go somewhere. So I'll go charge it on the wireless charger real quick. 20 minutes like that. Yeah. As I'm, you know, getting ready to go out the door, or washing my face or whatever, it's charging up real fast. And I have never had that experience with any Pixel. And the old Pixels that I have used back with the first gen Pixel stand, they just they just weren't impressive. I just didn't want to use the wireless charging on them. So I wonder if this is just a like is what's it called? A blind spot? Yeah. This is just maybe a blind spot for the Pixel phones. That's maybe. See, this is haven't th- quite figured out. That, that's that's such a good observation because sometimes uh, I'll, I'll speak only for myself when I'm trying to evaluate how good something is, uh, and sometimes I will compare it to something else that's exceptional. I always have to ask myself: Is it a case of if 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 we're talking about this specifically, is it a case of the pixel phone charging slowly or is it just a case where the one plus is so exceptionally fast that it's not really in the same data set as most other phones? As you say, the, one of the biggest like hmm. pieces of like fudge language you have to look at is that the follow up question is, OK, so you're saying that if I go on Amazon and order an anchor 30 watt charger and buy a PD rated USB-C USB-C mm-hmm. cable, it will charge. Oh, oh, no, you have to have like our special cable and you definitely need to have our $80 charger in order to get that like 30 minute charging. And you are referring the to the $80 pixel charger. We'll talk about that in a second, but that's the, ah. that's, that's what I was, but what I'm talking about is that I think that when you're talking about, uh, battery charging speed, you're most, you should be talking about what kind of hardware are people likely to be using to charge this up with and what do, are they likely to already have in their homes? And it's not insignificant that, Hey, because we, we, we decided that the, uh, the charging curve that is an industry standard is not good enough for what we wanted to deliver. But basically we wanted to be way more of a pirate cowboy than the safety oriented engineers who developed these international <laughs> standard profiles. I mean, and these so phones do get hot. They do get charging. hot. They and, get real and, hot. <laughs> and it is, see, and it is a trade off. And this is part of what Google, Google didn't like release a software update that makes it charge faster. I do think that they did the right thing, which is they posted a support document entitled how charging works on the pixel six and pixels, pixel six pro. And the tone was not, Oh, you're stupid. You don't understand how charging works. Now we'll dumb it down. We didn't think we'd have to explain this to you. It is, but we do basically, it was a very kind of like human being oriented explanation of here are the things that we have to manage when we're deciding how fast the thing is going to charge. And these are things that are well known to anybody who's familiar with battery charging, which is like, there you can have a charge really really fast but that's going to generate lots of heat because that that yep. energy has to go has to shed a lot of energy uh, those two things combined will reduce the battery the life of that battery component there's also the case of if you go low and slow 
you can have a, tr- a battery that will uh, deliver a lot more uptime than something that works really, really fast. And the, that it doesn't get into like huge colossal detail about this, but it does say we decided on a profile that we think gives people full day charge while still giving them the ability to, as you, as you say, flow, you're about to leave the house. Your phone is on 8%. You at least want to get it to a point where you don't have to worry about using the phone until you get to a a power adapter. Uh, They said, uh, we've optimized Pixel's lithium-ion battery for high charge rates, but the battery level is low. Pixel 6 can get up to 50% in around 30 minutes with Google's 30-watt USB-C power charger and quickly reaches up to 80% in about an hour, depending on device usage and temperature. Here's the point here's a very very clear point the peak power the pixel 6 and pixel 6 pro draw from the wire charger is 21 watts and 23 watts respectively as the battery gets closer to full charging power is gradually reduced in order to improve battery longevity pixel may also pause charging above 80 percent under certain conditions so overall they're making the making the point that we decided to go for a thing where uh, the best way to charge this is to drop it on a charger on your nightstand and in the morning, certainly not after eight hours of charging, but in the morning you will have an absolutely full day of battery life without <laughs> right. having to really worry about battery life. However, you will also, but also giving you the ability to quickly dump a few hours worth of usage onto this, uh, of, excuse me, like a 50% battery charge on it fairly quickly. So I think that they kind of – they didn't solve the problem, but they did at least address it. Sometimes I think that what we have to – what we can demand from a company is an explanation as opposed to silence or we think that it works. We don't feel as though there's an issue here and we don't know why people are complaining. It's like – Admit that. Admit that. Here is how well, I'm going to tell you exactly how it works and why we made the decisions that we made. Doesn't it? If you're still in the camp where no, I definitely want this to charge as fast as the OnePlus. That's absolutely legit. If that's important to you, however, for those of us, for, for me, I really am the sort of person who is just like I would much rather if you can give me an extra 45 minutes to an hour of uptime by charging low and slow. I would much rather charge low and slow and have that extra time if I if I'm in the middle of something uh, and right. I'm way I'm way off in the right. in the wilderness. But this is the Android realm, and everything here is about doing it big and and flashy yeah. and fancy. And OnePlus is an Oppo brand, and Oppo is known yeah. for having a lot of cutting edge tech in its smartphones. So it's it's a trade off. Yeah, it's a trade off. It's but it's difficult no. it, because part of a lot of the um, a lot of the conversation about a brand new phone and what it does well and what it does poorly is being driven by people with YouTube channels and that YouTube is absolutely 100% as legit uh, as a medium, as print, as online writing, as anything like that. However, it does mean that if you are, if you are a creator who is very, very good at figuring out how to get people to click through to your video and it's the easy way to do that is not waiting three weeks. It is to make sure you get that thumbnail of you right. like holding an enormous, comically huge power cord and a shocked expression on your face about the scandal that you've uncovered about the impossible, how, how much the charging <laughs> sucks, the anime <laughs> eyes like effect on it. 
I, I have unsubscribed from YouTube video from YouTube channels where I liked it but didn't love it. Like if I wasn't addicted to it, like someone decided <laughs> must have read some article saying, "Oh, use this anime eyes effect to make your eyes bulge cartoon like and all the thumbnails." And I'm like, you know what? I'm probably looking at my YouTube subscriptions a few times a day, and I've already seen you with your cartoonish Popeyes way too often. So bye bye, unsubscribed. So. It's fine. They they did say that uh, they crossed that off my list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's it's like maybe. See, don't don't listen to me because I'm just giving you one person's uh, one person's opinion. It's it's like it's okay, Andy. I understand. the, The ironic thing is that whenever I see that someone is trying to get my attention, like on particularly like with YouTube channels, it's like. Oh, then your content must not be very good. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I, I've read the same articles. I've like come across like the same like discussion boards or whatever. The fact that on some message board, everybody started saying, oh, no, you know, I, I decided to make sure there was always like a, like an orange background. It used to be green. It was sometimes red. Now it's nothing but orange. And my click throughs have gone through. And then suddenly you start seeing that a lot of your, again, on the bubble sort of channel subscriptions are now using nothing but orange backgrounds. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I will, I won't go. I'm going to reward you for trying to increase the audience for your, for the business that you're running and trying to sustain yourself with by punishing you and unsubscribing. I'm, I'm not, in many ways i'm a very sort of reactive sort of person i i absolutely i absolutely admit that um as you as you hinted as you said however um uh, google had sort of teased did they actually show off their second generation pixel stand wireless charger or was that just something we kind of knew they were working on i cannot i don't remember specifically but but i know i know it was coming yeah we we knew it was coming (laughs) i can't remember whether it was something where they showed it off in a video or something in any event, the second generation Pixel Stand wireless charger uh, finally is on the the Google Place, the Google uh, Store uh, for pre-orders. Costs seventy nine bucks. You will get it in two weeks. Uh, it will charge the six and the six Pro wirelessly at their top numbers twenty one and twenty three watts. Uh, and while it's docked, while it's while you've got it resting in that display in that uh, stand, the display will become kind of like almost a smart display sort of thing where it's like, well, why not just throw some extra pixels onto the display so we can show you the weather and stuff like that. Hmm. Cool. I Again, I mentioned I was not happy with the first Pixel stand. In fact, all I use it now is to just put a whatever phone, you know, because I've got a little display of phones over here that I kind of like cycle through. So I just use it as a prop. Yeah. Because I tried to sell it on eBay, but... <laughs> eBay was littered with these listings for the same price. And I was like, I'm not going to get any money for this thing. Forget it. Like I'm, it's just, I'm going to hold on to it. Maybe someday it'll be a relic of tech past. (laughs) At least it's cute. The first gen one. It's it's very cute. That got me feeling very, very sad for like the engineers that worked so hard on it. And then they say, I know, but it just, and then they say, oh, well, it turns out that everybody who's owned one, four months after it went on sale, they're pretty much all on eBay for like, please, whatever, whatever you'll give me. In all all fairness, this wasn't four months, but it was about a year afterwards. And that's when I realized like, hmm, maybe this wasn't the best purchase. It was 80 bucks at the time. Yeah. Which I had bought brand new with a brand new, I think I bought it with the Pixel 2, if I recall. And yeah. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, they, anyway. they went a while. They went a while without uh, without wireless charging. I'm not. I'm still. I've never gotten sort of addicted to wireless charging. I'm still. 
I'm one of those. I'm not addicted to it. I'm just trying to for me swim with the fishes. Yeah, (laughs) it's like I I feel as though wireless charging was kind of at its peak, like five or six years ago, where batteries would last you maybe half a day. And I think the whatever wireless charging phone Nexus I had at the time, it was wonderful to just buy a bunch of Qi charges on Amazon and. I had one set up basically every place where I'm, I tend to like be at rest inside my house, like right. on, the, on the on the nightstand. And even now at Target, Nexus. you can buy like ten dollar matching chargers yeah. as a stocking stuffer to go with a pair of headphones the same color. Like it's just it's a very you know yeah. oh cars have wireless chargers in them now. Yeah, just stick the phone in the glove compartment and it charges. It's such a novelty, and yet. Yeah. And, and yet, when a phone didn't have wireless charging, it really got the Android army going. Right. It yeah. really did. It's like, kind of, yeah, kind of <laughs> like when, like, uh, there's, there's also, there's also the, the there, there are several cult factions, not just in Android, but in tech. One of them is wireless charging. The other one is <laughs> like, oh, well, let me, you say that there's, you say that this screen has no bezels. Let me get out the micrometer saying, Ooh, there's actually two millimeters of black around it. I, you know, I, I see that Can't. and I kind of want to throw up, like seeing that two millimeter bezel. I'm like, that's your, you know, your, your, your grandparents or great grandparents had to flee Eastern Europe <laughs> with the clothes on yes. their back for their lives. And, and they this is made, what you're complaining they, about. They, they made it across like an entire continent to get to passage to the United States, right. arriving at places where in a political environment where they wanted the boats turned back. And they were even if you were allowed to stay, you're considered to be scum. And yet they managed to establish a beachhead for your family so that you, their great grandchild, can now say there's two millimeters of black around this screen. And I just I have to I have to retire to my fainting couch. I I am not very. I I I am making fun of anybody. I would love it if they had a fainting couch. At least it'd be a little more. Anyway, we were talking. We were talking about Columbo before. I will not turn this into a long, 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 long digression. But there is a episode in which they they Columbo is filled with really great character roles, and they had one role in which it was like the elderly aunt matriarch or of this family that owns this amazing like museum of antiquities. And her, the entire point of that character is that anytime Columbo shows up or anytime there's the slightest revelation, she theatrically like collapses into this ornate fainting couch that's nearby. Like, oh, oh, oh. oh, I actually, uh, could I have a, could I have two sugars in that coffee instead of just one? Oh, condom. So yes, there. That's fainting, right. If, if you want people to treat you like you are the focus of the show, no matter what that show is, even if it's just vacuuming, definitely have a fa- Victorian. By the way, the episode is "Old Fashioned Murder." Ah, there you go. Yes, not the not the best gotcha because it was kind of it was not a very Columbo esque. Like here's how I'm going to get the here's how I'm going to yeah, get. Yeah, but Columbo is also about watching the actresses and True. the actors and just. Uh, when Hollywood used to mean something. <gasps> Damn right. Faint. <laughs> uh, shall, shall we compose ourselves take and take a break, break and come back? Mm-hmm. I think we should. Well, something came up in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, this week. And let's not talk about the, the case. Let's not talk about the incident. Yeah. Let's not talk about this individual. But there was something that came up that was I thought that was very, very interesting and very, very, very telling. Very curious. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the defense issued a, a filed a late request for a mistrial, and it came across. It came about because of a, uh, a some details about how they received a key piece of video evidence. Uh, so there was evidence of the uh, of the event shot by a drone operator. The drone operator provided a uh, provided a, a somewhat low resolution copy to detectives. That was then, of course, uh, given to prosecutors and then given to the defense. So it wasn't like the the original file shot by the drone. After, for some reason, he decided that after the trial began, oh, actually, I do have the original. Uh, I think I think what had happened was that he had emailed this file uh, at, at the at the very very start of everything, and then while the trial was underway, he realized that oh, I should probably actually hand the original file over so he handed this he gave this file over to uh, uh to uh, detectives or uh, via airdrop because uh, the drone operator had it on their iphone uh, as an original video file yeah the the detectives or the whoever he uh, uh, was related to the prosecution they also had an iphone so he was just able to just airdrop it right over uh this was and this was during the trial so the prosecution basically like told the the defense oh by the way we just got this today the higher resolution version of this we can give i can give it to you right now however and this is why this makes it a google podcast topic the defense the defense had i had an android phone so they couldn't airdrop it over and the prosecutor who had it didn't had no (laughs) easy way of sending it over so what he did Uh, was not laughing at the trial just laughing at the absurdity of this ecosystem and the way everything just yeah uh the so, absurdity of all this right so we have so we have problem number one uh that uh, this the defense was not able to immediately get the high resolution version simply because apple was using a proprietary protocol well actually just as android has a proprietary phone to phone like file transfer protocol mm-hmm. but that so that was problem number one problem number two was that the uh, prosecution who i believe based on what we know about this through reportage and through other evidence seemed to be acting in good faith he apparently they apparently said oh oh that's right I, I can't airdrop this for you okay well i'll I'll email to you as a file attachment and probably just standing right there like attached it to an email message and fired it off however apparently the prosecution was not aware that when you send a, a, an email when you send a video attachment in apple mail it will compress it to make it co- to make it uh, go faster and make it smaller so in as a result instead of the 11.2 megabyte like almost original quality copy they still had this 3.1 like gigabyte low quality version wow so on the that's and that's not that, that's not a small issue i don't uh, i don't think it's worthy of a mistrial i don't think that the judge decided to say yeah you know what i'm not going to decide on this let's just put this off for a little while while we get some technical answers to all of this stuff however it is it, it is a very very important point that the when you when you think about how much uh, how much evidence on a video is not based on oh well here's the 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 detail that we all need to see fortunately the camera was just like two feet away and the op- the camera operator had a big spotlight, so it's absolutely crystal clear what we're looking at. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's well, was the burglar 
uh, carrying a phone or was the burglar carrying the, was the burglar carrying a gun and because that would affect like how police would want to respond to that person i'm, I'm making up a situation because okay. again i don't want to get into the details of what, yeah. what was actually happening and so when it comes down to well the prosecution has a version of this in which it is absolutely 100 definitely a phone in that person's hand however the defense has a version where it's so blurry could be almost anything that could materially affect how a case gets prosecuted or how 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 a the defense or the prosecution can present this to a jury um and it just goes, goes to show how much how, the, the, everybody has a certain level of technical savvy that we the the other the other low light tech wise of this case was no no you can't mm-hmm. show this video off on an iPad because when you press when you when you when you enlarge it on the ipad by using your that finger gesture it adds stuff to the video that was never there and there is a certain level of ignorance that you're kind of stealing yourself Mm. for but the thing is even when it's in good faith even when it's innocent it's like oh damn it i didn't realize that the the uh, the apple email doesn't say oh by the way i'm going to be shrinking this file down and making it way way more compressed and way way less detail you are aware that I'm going to do this, right? Because if you're sending them something important, that's going to be a problem. Well, I my friends don't know that when they send me a message through iMessage that it gets so compressed on its way to me, I have to constantly remind them, like, send me video through Instagram yeah. or some other over-the-top messaging service because when this gets to me, it's going to be so badly compressed, I can barely hear the audio and I absolutely cannot see what's really going on. I can only see blurry figures. Um, And you get no warning of that. Maybe there's something hidden somewhere in a setting. I don't know. Yeah. Because I haven't used iOS in years. But it's it's interesting. And it also speaks to the nuance of the operating systems that we use and the fact that just because you use something every single day, like just because you've only used an iPhone with iOS doesn't necessarily mean that you are fully aware of everything that's going on under the hood. And, you know, Andy and I are professionals. That's why we know about everything. (laughs) That's our (laughs) jobs. And I can understand that it's not everybody's at that level. Um, But when when it's very interesting when it comes into play like this, yeah, it reminds us how important it is to have procedures in place. There, there are a lot of things that, like chain of evidence, that were procedures it, created by people who know what's going on. Yeah, as and, a side and note. knows the dangers. Like decades ago, yeah. maybe it wasn't necessary to have an evidence like always tagged, always locked up, always under control. Because, not because people were malicious and mishandling things, but they just okay. Well, they 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 took this book or this bag or whatever, and they just like tossed it on a shelf. On a, in an open like walkway somewhere like in the courtroom or courthouse or the police station and at that point anybody could have accessed it anybody could have done anything to it and at some point it was understood that okay that is not a good situation if we want to have uh, maintain the integrity of a uh, of a court case so here are procedures that we are not going to if we if you deviate from this procedure it means you're up to something which means you're going to threaten this entire case and so I think I, fe- I felt as though when, when I was reading about how this went down, that this is sort of like that kind of 1920s, 1930s, the modern version of it where, well, of course, when I want to make sure that the defense has this as quickly as possible. Why wouldn't I just like email it to them like minutes after I've told them it exists? It's like, 
No, because here is the procedure for delivering a file to from 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 one side of the courtroom to the other. You have to make sure that it is you have to you there's a procedure in place to make sure that the exact data that you intended to send is the exact data that was actually received. So, yes, it would be real convenient for you to do this, but you're not going to do it that way. You're going to send it to a, a central server that's controlled by the court. And then that court server is going to send it to the defense or send it to the prosecution or whatever. So we're we're still as a society we're still figuring this out and hopefully we'll screw things up less and less. <laughs> uh, onward to something that is uh, let's go back into the wheelhouse of people com- people getting having lots of feelings about things and <laughs> <laughs> so many feelings. <laughs> so YouTube last week decided to take an experiment of, that they put into place in March and make it official. They made. Uh, the number of dislikes accumulated by a video private. So you can still uh, click the dislike button on a video. If you thought that, okay, this, the, 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 the title and the description said it was going to be this, this one thing. It was actually nothing but advertising. It was, or it was just nothing but hate speech and misinformation. The worst. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's poor Thomas quality. Thomas the Tech Engine saying things that I know he would never say. <laughs> well, you know what? He, he, he has a life when he's not on the set. Okay. As a fan, I think you would appreciate that. Sometimes he, he has works a bad with children. <laughs> Sometimes he, he stubs his toe or whatever he has and says those naughty words, but he's off camera. <laughs> but yeah, so, so like, and this is clickbait. I'm, this is offensive. This is inappropriate. I'm going to click on the thumbs down button. Uh, and you can still do that. But now that count will only be seen by the creator and by YouTube. Other oh, users okay. are not going to be able to see that. So there was now. So there's uh, no public shaming, exactly. <laughs> which is kind of how I viewed the dislike button was a slight public shaming. Like, no, this is garbage. Like, what are you doing? Get this off the site. This is terrible. Shame. You know, like this is a this is Shame. a very bad, bad, bad yeah. opinion. Yeah. So you could. So yeah, we've we've already kind of talked about how obvious uh, problem uh, people could be uh, upset by this could be google uh, slash youtube uh, and when they announced this explain while they were doing this is that a lot of a lot of work and this is the truth a lot of mobs of people have used uh, weaponized the dislike button to target and harass specific yes. individuals i also know a lot of female uh, women exactly. creators who yeah. have been targeted uh, as a result of yeah. that dislike button and it's really awful so yeah. it's ugh. yeah they said uh, in the post it said we want i'm quoting here we want to create an inclusive and respectful environment where creators have the opportunity to succeed and feel safe to express themselves this is just one of many steps we are taking to continue to protect creators from harassment our work is done and we'll continue to invest here this move is designed intended to promote respectful interactions between viewers and creatives uh, but uh, but again, the backlash has been that look, I mean, there's dislikes, and if they're public, it's a way for the community to legitimately warn people about terrible content and maybe decide convince them that this is not worth it, worth their time. Yeah. Um, so I don't I, I don't know where where I fall on this. I do think that having seen all this evidence of, as you say, how 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 dare she be a woman and have an opinion and express that opinion we should make sure that we get 500 people or 1000 people 10,000 people mobilized through our message board to dislike and downvote this person to make sure that this video gets buried it's that's not good it needs to be I mean be that's addressed. how gamer happens <laughs> yeah exactly. so um but i will say that i think it's ironic 
that most of as as I was like preparing, I was trying to figure out why are the people who are so against this so intensely against this. And of course, that took me to like YouTube creators uh, to their own channels, and that's like oh, it was again, it was it, it was almost like someone uh, uh, Apple had created den. a phone with a four millimeter bezel. <laughs> that's how upset they were, you know. And <laughs> and it only took me a few of these videos to realize that how much of this is them actually being sincerely this upset about this, and how much of it is realizing that. People like an unnamed user who happens to who happens to turn out to be Andy Anatko is going to be looking for videos about this controversy, and they're more likely to click on the ones that are expressing. I want to. I, I want to. I, I need to make like a big like foam down uh, foam like downvote thumb and be wearing that and have my eyes popping out and be really upset <laughs> in the thumbnail. So how much? It, oddly enough, is like the fact that you're a YouTuber. The, the subset of YouTubers who are like, I'm all about the clicks, baby. Like, I can't, I can't just simply say it's unfortunate because it's a useful tool. I, but although I understand YouTube's desire to make this into a, a, a less offensive and less, uh, uh, less punitive environment for small time creators, like, no, that sounds like something will get 10,000 views max. I need to, I, I'm sponsored, I'm sponsored by a, a, I'm sponsored by a mattress company that also is, also does hair restoration. So I got to deal with this somehow. Well, we're back in more ways than one. Well, you <laughs> folks were enjoying a, uh, a, a, a break in, a, in the, in the show. I was enjoying a long digression of uh, profanity and checking my internet connections. Cause apparently I lost internet, uh, like right in the, right in the middle of our discussion of the last topic. So now the courtesy of, uh, this is actually the first time I have used Google Duo in Didn't anger. even know you could use it in the browser, <laughs> which, by the way, I am coming yep. to Andy from the browser right now. <laughs> yep. So it's like it's it's we should we should we should probably go move move quickly. But the thing, actually, actually, no, we don't have to because, uh, oh God, you, you talk about a uh, you, you talk about like a, a determination of exactly how screwed up like. Uh, uh, carrier services are so a i've got my really really good like verizon internet and just shut down for no reason at like 12 30 in the morning mm. and i'll have to fix that before i do radio tomorrow uh but also <sighs> the fact that the uh my my uh my phone service no, normally like the last time this had happened we just did entire when we when i lost complete power to the office we just did like the entire show using my uh phone as an internet access point and but unfortunately, I spent like two and a half, three days in New York City last week and like blew through like my mobile broadband oh, no. allotment. That's or excuse right. me, my, te- my te- or rather my, my tethered, the, the tethered. I was wondering for, for, for tethering. And then I remember so result, New York. I can't simply tether to the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you, you would think that the solution there would be the high AT&T. I will give you $10 if you will let me have like another 10 gigabytes of, uh, of transactions on Internet tethering service. But I said, no, you've been naughty. We're not going to let you have any until until November X. We're, you're limited to 128 kilobits per second. Enjoy your Hayes Robotics modem, sir, tiss, tiss, until tiss. you learn not to tiss, take tiss, advantage tiss. of our kindness to you as a multi-trillion gazillion dollar company anyway <laughs> so we'll so we'll wrap up actually it's 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 fun that we're doing <laughs> it's it's fun that like i actually have this little like phone stand that i've always like had there so i'm actually i'm gonna take take a screenshot and i can see your pixel buds too 
in your ear. Yes. So this is this is this is very much a. I I, I thinking was that maybe I can still like hotspot you, or rather, the, the thinking was that I'll be able to like have my own headphones on over these ear. Anyway. Uh, I'm upset. I'm discombobulated. So it's I okay. In focused, we could talk so about Australia. We, we could talk <laughs> about Australia. You. Let's go back. To, well, let's go back to Australia, uh, which uh, a couple of pieces of news, uh, very very relevant to people in Australia, not so much to the us outsiders, but it helps us to keep uh, keep our thumb on this uh, on the pulse. Uh, we we pride ourselves uh, in our Australian coverage. Uh, CNN is another lot less are, are reporting that Google is making its first, uh, rather its biggest investment. Ever in Australia, uh, Sundar Pichai announced uh, this week that Google would be investing nearly a billion Australian dollars uh, in the country over the next five years. Uh, this billion dollars uh, will uh, will go through things like uh, establishing the first uh, Google Research Hub uh, in the uh, in the continent. Uh, they're investing in Australia's cloud computing infrastructure. Uh, they're uh, helping with or they're co-doing a quantum computing initiative with a local university. Uh, they're also contributing to env- environmental research about the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, I, I'm sure that this is simply because Australia is legitimately a fascinating and vibrant country and culture. And it's not because that Australia has been really beating the crap out of Google <laughs> That's this right. way and that with all kinds of regulations <laughs> that they're not very happy with. That Maybe if we wrote a check for a billion dollars, that would allow us to say, mm-hmm. hi, could you please like you know we're we're you know if if handcuffs are your kink we're we're kind of into that but if you could loosen them just a thing if you could give us a safe word so that you could at least like oh boy give us like eight minutes away from the whip uh so but again a billion dollars is not nothing it's a it is a a, a long-term investment so it's, pro- mm-hmm. it's probably a good thing mm-hmm. um and I, I bring this up because of that and also but not for any reason because it just gives us an excuse to talk about more really really extremely dangerous and scary wildlife in, in australia we do our we do pride ourselves here at the material podcast that we think that of all of the google related podcasts we are taking the vanguard in explaining exactly how dangerous uh wildlife is out there uh and so when uh, when the new when the headline crossed my transom that a quote mega spider let's re- let's repeat that a oh, mega, mega spider spider had been turned into an Australian zoo uh, by someone who apparently came across it and was not killed or didn't just immediately board whatever plane going out to anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it was described by zoo officials as, quote, the largest funnel web spider they had ever seen. It is uh, eight. There are pictures of it that are very, very scary. It is eight centimeters wide. Uh, I realized that we don't really use the metric system in American in America. So in American nope. terms, that's big enough to make you want to rethink your opinions on gun control. It is it is it is very much <laughs> it is very much the, 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 the Kaiser Soze size where it's like. You know what? I kind of I, I I know that I have a volume of an encyclopedia here, but if I miss or if I only like if I hit it squarely, but don't absolutely crush it, I've got an even bigger problem on my head. You don't you don't want to you don't want to shoot at the devil and miss. You want to make sure. Hmm. Uh, now, sh- showing you exact, but uh, I'm I'm sure that it is uh, the probably one of the most dangerous spiders you can get out there it's one of only two species of spider uh, in australia that's known to have killed humans uh that hasn't happened since 1979 but as if that even matters the fact that there is a deadly spider of any kind that is again big enough that uh big enough that again you can't just simply think that i can 
hit it with something and it will not just make it angry. <laughs> That's I don't care. I, I, there's always a next time and I don't want to be that next time. But the, 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 the this is very much a United States citizens uh, reaction to this. If you want to the uh, an Australian natives reaction, we, we have uh, via CNN, uh, Michael Tate, the education officer at the Australian Reptile Park, who was kind enough to provide a statement. The, re- the reason why the mega spider was handed in is that uh, when people locally like find venomous snakes and creatures, they drop it off here. I- I'm hoping in some sort of a bag. They don't just simply like, you know, open the mail slot, toss it in and hope that they it finds its way. Uh, but, but basically, the, yeah, they. So, so these creatures are, are milked for their venom, so that can be created. So, anti venoms can be created. Uh, but here's what Michael Tate had to say. I'm quoting here. I'm. I swear to God, I'm quoting here directly. Okay. I have quotation quotation symbols around this, and it's in italics in the show doc, just to underscore this. <clears throat> Having all caps mega spider handed into the venom program is so amazing. In my 30 plus years at the park, I have never seen a funnel web spider this big! Exclamation mark. Ooh. Like so th- this this is the this is like the strength of character of someone who like grew up around in this sort of environment where it's like wow this one could almost cover my entire face while it's plunging its fangs like through my flesh and into my muscle that is so awesome like that that is awesome but I'm good my best to you and your family that's essentially yep so, so, so again, uh, our, our, we, we do have lots and lots of Australian listeners. We have so much respect for you because this is, I can't explain, express to you how intimidating this is to me. I've, there is, uh, there is a beautiful nature preserve like near my house that I often take walks in. I can, I, but I can now finally like resume my more regular walks because there's so many mosquitoes there that I'm just like noping out of there in a regular basis. Also, mm-hmm. even on hot days, I got the, I got my pants tucked into my socks because of ticks. That's, I, I'm intimidated by uh mosquitoes who will simply inconvenience you (laughs) yeah i mean ticks they there is lyme disease that's a very very big issue but again i can so it's not the sort of thing oh here is this thing on eight legs that are that's skittering towards me i don't know how it moves and it's just going to leap on my face and plunge its fang that's the the fact that you're just (laughs) sort of blasé about this as a nature (laughs) as a nation that's i'm very very impressed plunge its fangs i feel like we should leave our listeners with that visual as to end our exactly. podcast this week, plunging fangs into a person's face. It's 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 a love it's a love bite. I took it there. It's a love bite. It's a sign, mm-hmm. sign of respect. Sure. Uh, Flo, uh, your Gizmodo podcast gadgets is still moving strongly. Still uh, moving so- strongly. We had a gift guide this week. Actual things that I have tested and that my co-host Caitlin has tested and used. And lived by. So nothing that's just there because there was a really good Amazon affiliate link. No, no, no. The things that we mentioned are actually (laughs) things that are tried and true. So if anybody wants to tune into that, it's a good episode to get started on. Although it's not a typical episode, but it's still a great episode to get started on. So Gadgets is the name of the podcast and it's on, it's from Gizmodo. Hooray. Um, and so I've got to, <laughs> I have, let's look at the clock, uh, just under 12 hours to solve my internet problem. Oh, uh, so bless you, Andy. Uh, I hope and you get stuff figured other, out. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll work out. The worst case scenario is that we'll do it by phone and we'll, that'll be exciting. It's like, I'm in sort I'm, it's like it's 1951 and I'm reporting from like the Pusan perimeter <laughs> of the Korean right. war. Like it'll, it'll increase the tension and the sense of drama as I talk about 
things to watch out for when you're trying to buy a discount TV on Black Friday. It'll 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 make me feel like I'm more at risk when I'm doing this. Uh, but if you go to uh, wgphnews.org, uh, I'm, I'm, you can listen to me live at 12:30 in the afternoon on Eastern Time on Friday, uh, and in the very likely event that you won't hear that because, of course, this thing still has to be edited and posted, you can just go to wgphnews.org any uh, anytime later that night or on Saturday and listen to it streamed out later. Well, thank you for this. Has been a very very challenging. Very, very pleasant and fun until, uh, except for when. Until when, challenges you know, happen, out. as they do. It always yeah. happens to me and Andy. But hey, well, that's, uh, I, we I assume that I'll have my internet we'll be here back, back by next Thanksgiving, week. and then yes. we'll have thanks. I'll have thanks for that. Uh, until then, everybody, have a happy, safe, and healthy seven days. Thank you for listening this time. We hope you listen to us next time. Be safe, be happy, be grateful for the internet that you have, especially when you're taking pity on people like me who are suddenly plunged into. I'm not going to say darkness because I have one, two, three, four, no, five. No, it's pretty light over there. Mm-hmm. It, it's there. There's plenty of illumination here. So I've got, uh, but I'm talking about the the emotional darkness that is wrapped that is wrapped around me right now as I contemplate the fact that I am I have walked away from God's loved and I feel very cold and alone oh, and dark and afraid right well. now. Well. Let's actually okay. I'm sorry. Let, let's let's leave it on a much better note. Uh, actually, uh, here's here's something for for those of you who didn't like to simply click when we when we started doing the outro to the show didn't click on. Here is your Easter egg today. Like I said earlier, today was one of those really really uh, big 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 like work days. Very productive, but it started off at like seven thirty something in the morning, and I've been going since now twelve thirty five twelve fifty three in the morning. Uh, and there's I do have a favorited YouTube video that i'm not joking i'm not trying to be cute here i do keep it for these moments where i'm not i'm not stressed out i'm not frustrated i'm not angry i'm just very very busy sometimes you need that sort of like cleansing sort of three there is a video of uh, adorable like animated kitty cats having a parade and playing this amazingly cute bouncy song and it's like a marching band and they're marching from like from like left to right across the screen and there are more and more of them and they're playing their 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 they're playing their drums and their and their recorders and 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 accordions and stuff like that and it's just so pleasant and nice it gives me this lovely like and just when you're thinking oh it's too bad that's over because i really oh there actually isn't more there are more kitties coming in from the from the left hand side and so but it gives me a nice two or three minutes of Okay, that's nice. It was cute. It was adorable. I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very pleasant. I feel as though I've decompressed and I'm ready to go back and get back into the you game. You still need a so kitty. I will, I, yeah. Yes. So I will, I will pass along that that uh, that URL to flow. She will put it in the show notes. Go to relay.fm slash material Perfect. for this and other really, really wonderful things. So thank you so much for listening to us this week. Hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, have a wonderful seven days, everybody. Bye, everyone. 